In today's show, we're going to look back at all of the action from Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are not. We are free. We are free and available on all platforms. Okay. We've got games to talk about. Seven of them on Monday. Some injuries, some interesting performances. Some news? Or can we get into it? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> news. DeAndre Jordan has been waived. Three years too late. Um, I don't know why it took this long. I don't know why the Lakers didn't dump him at the trade deadline for literally nothing, like just send away for the fake rights to a European player so they didn't have to take on this tax hit. But their front office isn't good. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense. He's gone. And Philadelphia is going to be aggressive in pursuing him. Woj. That's what Woj tweeted. Daryl, my good friend Daryl Morey. What are you doing? I don't think you need to be aggressive in pursuing DeAndre Jordan. A, I wouldn't bother playing him. He's almost, almost one of the worst players in the entire NBA this season. And I get it, you need a center to, behind Joel Embiid, but I'd, I'd want Goldfinger in there, Charlie Bassey. I'd rather him in there. There's so, Dam- uh, not Damian Jones, um, Moses Brown. That option is probably a better option. DeAndre Jordan is terrible. And the fact that they think they have to be aggressive to go and get him, like you don't have to. I surely, surely no one else is grabbing this guy. Surely no one else wants DeAndre Jordan. Has nobody watched the Lakers play this year? This doesn't make any sense to me. Just from a basketball perspective, why would you want DeAndre Jordan? I, I don't know. They are replacing him with DJ Augustin. There's no fantasy value really in him, but he's maybe a capable point guard. I don't know. They're also signing Wenyun Gabriel to a two-way deal. He was with the Pelicans last. I assume that he's replacing Siku Dumbaya, who was on a two-way with the Lakers. There's not really much there, but Gabriel's an interesting player. He's got some ability. Clay Thompson will miss tomorrow's game. There's a chance he's back for Thursday, but he might miss multiple games with this illness. So the boost there is for Gary Payton, maybe for Jordan Poole, maybe Moses Moody in deeper leagues who started last game. Josh Giddy's also going to miss some significant time. It looks like he's going to miss, you would think, at least this week, maybe the next two weeks. And if you're in the playoffs, you can't afford to hold. I know that I like Josh Giddy, and I think that he's been undervalued in fantasy a lot this year. But if someone's out, and they're out for a long time, and you don't even know when they're coming back, it's very hard to hold on to that player. And you've got to consider that. Durant will also miss tomorrow. Kevin Durant, that is. Not that there's another Durant. He'll also miss tomorrow. Maybe he's back later this week, but we don't know that. Well, Ben Simmons, it looks like there's going to be a while here for Simmons. And again, if you need a roster spot, you've got to consider dropping him. I would say Simmons is out for the rest of this week. There's a possibility he's not back till late March with this back injury that's yeah, been bothering him, apparently. It, it, is a, it is an actual concern as to when he's coming back. Again, if you are in a spot where you need desperate wins and you need desperate roster, roster spots and you're in a playoff um, battle or you're in the mix for the playoffs, you can't hold on to these players. Durant, different story, because he'll be back in like a game or two. But Simmons, Giddy, if they're going to be out long-term, Paul George, Draymond, Damian Lillard, 
Anthony Davis, it's impossible, I think, to hold them in most of those situations. Let's look at the top added players in fantasy over the last 24 hours. Number one is Trey Mann, being added in uh, 31% of leagues. Big jump. That's with Josh Giddy out. Makes sense to add him. Some of what he's doing at the moment is pretty unrealistic to continue with the high shooting and the um, uh, and the assist numbers, but he has been playing really well, obviously, and we'll see where it um we'll, we'll see where he ends up where he ends up uh, going. We'll talk about his game today later on, but he's uh, a solid ad for sure. With their schedule this week, it was really solid, and yeah, now the the absence of Giddy is obviously going to um help that out. Precious Achua, the big sneeze, up 29%. Solid game from Precious today. He's, with the five games this week, there's value in him. He didn't start, but he played good minutes. You know, I don't particularly like him as a player, but the last couple of games have been better. So there's no problem with having him for these four games. It's a, or four more. Dinwiddie up 24%. Again, not a problem. Take a flyer. He played well last game. I don't expect him to be a 70% shooter like he was in that game. And that really fueled a lot of what he did and expects some disappointments. But again, nice game tomorrow. Add him. No problem. Michael Porter Jr. up 18%. Uh, no, no. I don't think there's any point in that. That's a lot of people adding him. Um, so much back and forward about when he's coming and if he's coming and if he's going to be ready. But I, I just don't see it. It's got to be in a roto situation where you can just sit him on the bench and not have to play him. Um, Jalen Smith up 17%. Before he got ejected today, that was working pretty well. I think he's a 12-team league guy. The Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, up 17%. Solid enough production. Again, while these players are out, he's got value, and that will drop off. Hartenstein up 9%. I, I wish I could rely on it. I can't. Dan Gafford up 8 Yeah, he's probably a back-end 12-team league player. Lonnie Walker up 8%. Hello. Uh, no, I can't get behind that. And Isaiah Roby up 7%. Again, the schedule for the Thunder is pretty nice this week, so that one makes a bit of sense. The top drops, Maxi Kleber down 18 Yeah, he's only a fringe player. So when he underperforms, move on. Malik Monk down 16. Yes, no worries. Justin Holiday down... Sorry, Aaron Holiday down 12. Yeah, he shouldn't be on a roster in 12 teams. Hassan Whiteside down 9. Easy drop. Avdia, I would have held on to. He's down 9. Davion Mitchell down 9%. Yes, that's a drop. DiVincenzo down 8. Yes. Alec Burks, no worries at all. We're dropping Alec Burks. Not a single one. Alec Burke. Justice Winslow down 7. I would have held on to, even though he missed last game. And then Nick Batum down 7. Absolutely no problem with that. No reason to have him as any sort of... Um, any sort of must roster player at this point. But I'll tell you what is must roster. That is getting across to Bet Online. It's your number one spot, betonline.net is, for all of your sports betting needs. Basketball is full steam ahead for college basketball and for pro basketball. And you're going to get all the latest odds, totals, and player performance props at betonline.net. BetOnline is the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. You've got the odds at betonline.net for hockey, UFC, and boxing as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's get into some games. First one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Good win for them over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 127-122. Really good numbers. Um, I'm just bringing up my screen so I can see it. For the Wolves, D'Angelo Russell's strong form continues. 25, 4, and 3, a steal and a block, while Pat Bev got 29 minutes. Again, a must-roster player. Cannot stress it enough. 33 fantasy points, 11, 2, and 6, 1 steal, 3 blocks. Goose, Anthony Edwards. He was on the Bilo show today. We talked about how putrid his shooting was. He went at 54% here. We talked about the evaporation of his steals, and he got four of them. 
big bounce back. Now, 17-4-4 and four is not particularly good, but given what bullshit he was dishing up to us before, this is great. It's fantastic. Jaden McDaniels, another low-minute night, 18 minutes. Now, he scored 17 points with five threes, which is astonishingly good. But I don't trust that level of production. If he's playing under 20, he's not a 12-team league guy. Jared Vanderbilt Bar did, did his thing with nine boards and 75% shooting, but he's not looking great out there. If you want to drop him, by all means. The upside is not particularly high. And then the artist formerly known as Prince had 15 points in 20 minutes. He's really cutting into McDaniels' production here at the moment. And Malik Beasley's been pretty atrocious all season. He's still rostered in 12-team leagues for some unknown reason. Um, nine points in 17 minutes. Kevin Love had been really bad, and then he was really good. 26 points in 26 minutes, five threes, four assists. That's an excellent game for Love. 39 fantasy points. But if you dropped him, I wouldn't feel too bad. People are going to go up and down and have big games, and you can't predict that sort of stuff. Which game is going to be the good one? Which one's going to be the bad one? Things were trending down. If you want to add him back, not a problem. If you want to drop him, not a problem. I think while Garland remains out, Brandon Goodwin is a strong, strong option. 17 points, 12 assists, two steals, and two threes. I think he's a better player than Rajon Rondo at this stage. Whether he keeps that backup role when Rondo's back, I don't know. But for now, while Garland's out, there's value in him. Mobley was strong with 15 and 10. Allen had 21 and 8. While the Discman, CD Arsman, 28 minutes, hurt himself in like the first 30 seconds he was on the court, but returned. 21 points with five threes and five assists. That's his second really strong game in a row. 30 fantasy points here for Osman as well. I obviously don't um, yeah, look to that and go, I'm excited about adding him because Levert and Garland are both out, but it's good. Well, Larry Markkinen can't hit shots. The last two games, he had really good volume and that helped him, but only seven shots, hit two of them, 29%. That's 10 and four. I, I don't think, like in a 10 team, he's not a 12, he's not a 10 team league player. 12, he's really a borderline guy. And when Levert and Garland play, I don't think he will be. The inefficiency is a real issue for him. And it's, he's been inefficient for big stretches uh, of this season. Not just in today's game, or not just in the last three games, in fact. The Pacers and the Magic. The Magic blow out the Pacers. 119-103. For Indiana, there was no Malcolm Brogdon. There was no Lance Stevenson. So they did not start Chris Duarte. They put Jalen Smith in with O'Shea Brissett moving down to the three. And Brissett, for all of the minutes that he's getting and all of the hype you know, for some, from some people, ah, he's 198th over the last two weeks in 32 minutes because he is not a good shooter. 17% shooting here, 6.6 rebounds with a block. Now, I think he probably should be on a 12-team roster, but he, and I'll stress, I cannot stress this enough, he is not that good. And I don't think he should be as heavily coveted as what he is. Halliburton was great, 23-5-7, and seven, and Budrick Heald continued the assists, six of them here. Only the one board with 18 points, and some of his production dropped a little bit. It was a good game for the dart. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Yep. Gogo Badadze played 21 minutes, had 11 points, two threes, and two blocks. Shot 80%. That's two solid-ish minutes games in a row for Gogo, and not really solid-ish. This was a good game. But why did it happen? Well, Isaiah Jackson... Had six fouls in his first four minutes of action. Sorry, try again. Four fouls in his first six minutes of action. He ended up playing 18 minutes, played through the fouls, had two blocks, six and five. It is not a very good game. Right, but a lot of people look at this and go, oh, well, I'm dropping him. I'm dropping him now. And what, the way I say to you, I've had a couple of things to say about this. Now, I, I talked about when the hype of Isaiah Jackson, league winner, 
was going around. I said, the dude's started one game. He's played 170 minutes. Like, we don't know. It's going to be a mess, I think. The minute's going to be all over the place. But he's probably the guy that I'd put my money on to at least have a grab and see where it goes. Right? That was my opinion on Jackson, and I said that multiple times. And I think he should be on a roster. But when you look at this and you go, well, look, he played 20 minutes last game and 18 minutes this game. If you are dropping someone or if you are adding someone, right, you're not doing it based on what just happened. Because we look at it and go, well, there's a reason. Will he play 18 minutes every night if he doesn't get into foul trouble? Will he pick up two fouls in four minutes every game? And the answer to both of those questions is no. So while we look at this and go, yeah, that's really disappointing those last two games and I was shit that I had him and he underperformed, dropping him doesn't erase those past two games. It doesn't eliminate them and put someone better in his spot for those last two games. Now, if the minutes were trending down for reasons other than getting extreme foul trouble, then yeah, you make that makes sense to move on. I don't think it makes sense to move on in this scenario unless you just think he's going to rack up. Ex- yeah, he is going to foul a lot. There's no, I've got no doubt about that. He will foul a lot. But to this level, I don't think so. And I would hold, at least for now. Jalen Smith got ejected. He had 14 and 18, 25 minutes. He was looking pretty good. I think he's a 12-team league player at this point. The Red Rooster played 22 minutes and didn't do too much. Don't think you need to be holding on to him in 12s. Let's talk about one of the good things of today, and that was the return of Markel Fultz. Just awesome to have him back out there. It's yeah, a year and a half, not quite, uh, removed from his ACL injury. Um, 14 months, actually. Fultz played 16 minutes, had 10 points with six assists. He looked really good. He looked really, really strong. Really impressed with that. But a lot of people will look at this and go, look how good he looked. Rightfully so. And say, well, he's definitely a 12-team league player. Right? Markel Fultz, actually not, no. Let's try again. Nobody is a 71% shooter as a guard. And that's what Markel Fultz did today. He was great. It was good to see him out there. I think he's going to need 30 minutes to be a solid 12-team league player. And historically, he has been a below-average field goal and free-throw percentage player. He came out today, first game, feel-good story, excellent. Love it. Love it for him. But to do it on that level of look, level of shooting, 5 of 7, if he's 3 of 7, he has 6 points in 16 minutes, and we look at it and go, uh, the six assists are nice for sure, but I'm not sure that there is a path to 28 minutes, 29 minutes a night for Fultz. And yeah, that's coming in the future. I don't really think that's happening. So I personally, again, at this point of the year, if we're in November, I probably would go, yeah, add him. Let's see where it goes. We're in March. Well, I'm in March right now. You're in March in a few hours in, the, in America. Um, and it's fantasy playoffs. And I don't think you can deal with that. Jim Rikiki had been absolutely rolling Prior to this, this was not a good game. Hold, though. Do not drop him. Six points, two threes, a steal, and a block. Not a good game. Hold him. Franz Wagner also sliding a little bit. 15 points is fine, but it's just just underwhelming somewhat. Two steals, three three assists. That's not terrible. We're still holding him, of course. And I was impressed with Jalen Suggs. 27 minutes only, 14 points, 10 assists, two steals. So he lost a couple with Fultz coming back, as did Cole Anthony. But Suggs remains, I think, a 12-team league player. So does Cole, but this was really bad. 11 points on 21% with three assists. Remember at the start of the year when Cole Anthony was going crazy? I was like, oh, I did, I could not have seen this coming. Um, I, I completely whiffed on this. He's shooting unbelievably. And now basically, after that first six weeks, he's a terrible field goal, a terrible shooter, terrible field goal percentage player, exactly like he was as a rookie. Is Cole Anthony a drop? Hmm. He's 123rd over the last two weeks. 
maybe Fultz impacts him. I don't think so. But I'm definitely not ruling it out. Mo Bamba was good, 15 and 10 with a triple one in his 30 minutes, while Wendell had 21 and 12. Wendell Carter has just been excellent this season and how he's top 30 over the last two weeks, 34 fantasy points in this game from Wendell Carter Jr. Really, really strong stuff. Maybe he's been getting into my stash of built bars. Wendell, get your hands off my bar because built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Maybe you want to try their puffs, protein infused marshmallowy goodness. The flavors are amazing. These things are low in calories, low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, but they're high in protein, like 17 grams of protein a bar and just 130 calories. A delicious candy bar, which Bill Bar and me, we're not going to lie to you. Candy bars taste delicious. We love them. Do we love them turning us into fat pricks? Probably not. Bill Bar, though, has got that taste. It's, it's bottled it into a protein bar. And doing it with low calories and high protein, man, it's good for you too. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And that saves 15%. Bill Bar is built different. Next game. The Heat handled the Bulls pretty comfortably. Um, we talked about this on the pregame show today. Someone saying, yeah, how many, how far do you expect the Bulls to get in the playoffs? So we had, yeah, maybe out of the second round. I don't think they're in the best four teams in the East. I said, I think the Heat would comfortably beat them and they comfortably beat them here. The Bulls have this issue with getting off to really slow starts and it's been, it's been a problem for them. Um, but yeah, they'll be better than this, obviously. I'm just not sure where, how far they get. 99 to 112. For the Bulls, Ayo Desunmu, 36 minutes, 18, 4, and 5, two steals and a block. Really good. I think he loses value when Lonzo and Caruso are back, but we're still weeks away from that. DeRozan, who was featured on the Sal High Show, this is why. 18, 7, and 3 is totally good. Three steals and a block is great, but he was shooting 58% from the field and it wasn't going to stick. He went 44% here. And that's why I was said the numbers are going to drop a little bit. Levine had 22 points. Rough game from um, Vooch. In his 26 minutes. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. What did he have? 14 and 7 in 26. Nothing great there. Well, Kobe White played 39. 9.6 assists. I think Kobe's a streamer for points and threes, and that's it. Javante Green. Look, just a really low upside player. I think Dorian Finney-Smith, but worse than him. Royce O'Neal, probably worse than him. He can get steals and blocks. He can rebound. But that's really about it, and it's very much up and down. Tristan Thompson was was not good. Two points in 16 minutes in this game. And Derek Jones had two points in his 20. For the Heat, got to play his sound because he was great here. Bam! 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 Um, 15, 7, and 5. Two steals and two blocks. Great game. Bam was fantastic here. Tyler Hero on a real hot streak as well at the moment. Everyone has a hero. True. Twenty points on fifty-four percent shooting. He's on a real hot streak. Consider a sell high because that shooting won't last. Six rebounds and five assists. Gabe Vincent, stream him in while Larry's out. Twenty points in four threes. Or Jim Butler, he's probably a buy low at the moment, Jimmy, with uh, the struggles. Because he's my Butler. I'd be cautious about getting Butler because of injuries. But thirty-one percent shooting's rough. Fifteen, seven, and four with four steals and seven of ten from the line. You rely on Butler to have high field goals and high free throws, and he's not doing either at the moment. 
Max Struess had a little hot streak, 13 points in 23 minutes. Caleb Martin had nine in 25. Well, Dunk Robinson continued to struggle, nine points in 22. But we're not looking at Struess or Martin or Robinson as anything close to 12-team league plays. Yet, apparently, a lot of people still think Duncan Robinson should be rostered on a 12-team league roster. And they are, of course, very, very wrong. Let's look at the Toronto Raptors blowing the shit out of the Brooklyn Nets, 133-97. Scotland Barnes, big, big game from Barnesy. 28, 16, and four, five steals and a block. It's one of the best fantasy games. I think it's his best game. Now, he had been struggling a little bit, 129th over the last two weeks. But this is great. This is fantastic. Of course, 86% shooting much makes us skeptical of it continuing. But that's just a fantastic performance. Um, Malachi Flynn filled in for Fred Van Vliet. 34 minutes, 18, 4, and 5, two steals and three threes. Thought he looked good. He's a player that I've liked at times, but he struggled, obviously, to find a consistent role here. There is four more games for the Raptors this week. I don't know if Van Vliet's going to play in any. If you want to take a flyer on someone like Flynn and think maybe you can get a game or two out of him, no worries. But it's legitimately possible that Malachi Flynn plays five minutes in the next four games combined. If Van Vliet's healthy, Flynn may not play at all. That's just been the pattern. Now, he could easily take over the backup role from Delano Banton, and he absolutely should. But he probably... Look, if Van Vliet plays, Flynn's going to have no 12-team utility at all. But if you want to take that flyer, go ahead. The Big Sneeze had 20 points. Prish Tachua, 24 minutes, 8 rebounds. Well, it was Thad Young and Chris Boucher who really struggled. 15 for Thad and 12 for Boucher. If it wasn't for the five-game week, they'd both be uh, getting jacked really hard. Get that garbage out of here! 11 points with three threes for Thad, while Boucher had eight in 12 minutes. I don't think, even with five, four games left, I'm not sure Boucher is worth holding. And the big tree, Ken Birch, went scoreless in 10. They are really minimizing him. He is struggling. And they've got so many other center options. That's always what makes Thad and Boucher and Precious, all these guys, a little bit risky because there's just so many of these players. And then when OG comes back, who knows how that goes. Gary Trent, bit of a slump. Now, the five steals are excellent for Trenner, but he's still ranked outside the top 200 over the last two weeks because the shots aren't falling. He had zero rebounds, 12 points, 30% shooting, just 71 from the line, didn't grab a rebound. The five steals, again, are really nice but he has tailed off here over the last couple of weeks. Probably turns him into a bit of a buy-low. For the Nets, no Durant, no Irving, no Simmons, no Harris, of course. The Shark played only 24 minutes. Bruce Brown, 14 and 6. Just keep streaming him for the time being. It won't last. And then the center mix, I've got no idea what to do with it. Aldridge played 20 minutes, had 15 points. Drummond played 16 minutes, hurt himself early, but played through it. Had three points in 16 minutes. In the last game, he played 29. The Steve Nash, and this wasn't even Steve Nash because Jacques Vaughn had to take over because Nash was out for COVID. Um, that situation, like the centers, it's all over the place. We had Claxton play 12 minutes. We had Sharp play 12 minutes. Admittedly, that was basically garbage time. But it's very hard to get a handle. Look, I wouldn't say that Aldridge is my roster. I would probably still hold Drummond, but it might not end up. He might play 20 a night, especially when Simmons plays, whenever that is. James Johnson played 18 minutes. Cam Thomas scored 14, but I don't really think Cam is anything more than like a 16-team league option. Just complete mess. And Paddy Mills, again, sorry, mate, but you just can't be rostered in 12 or 14-team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! Three points on 13%. He's still rostered in a lot of leagues, and there is absolutely, I don't think, any justification for that being, uh, being the re- well, not that being true. You shouldn't do it. Shouldn't roster him. That's what I'm trying to say. The next game, Sacramento Kings. Pretty good win here over the Thunder. 131-110. Sabonis, 14-16-7. Very, very good shooting, but only took eight shots. That's weirdly low usage and no free throws, but hit seven of eight. But good game. 
the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Starting to really settle in again now. 23-5 with two steals. And how about your mate, Trey Lyles? 31 minutes for Lylesy, 24 and 6. Now that is interesting. Um, there's obviously a gap there at Power Ford, and they took Mo Harkless out of the rotation entirely, and they're not playing Chemezi Metu. Given that he played this well, I think Lyles is going to have this spot for a bit. I do not trust Trey Lyles as a 12 team league player at all. Yeah, 71% shooting, we'll say it all the time. When you see a number like that, you've got to go, mm, I don't think so. He was 9 of 10 on twos. But if you're in a 14 team league, not the worst thing to stream him. Fox did his thing again. Unfortunately, part of his thing is being bad from the line, 57%. But 29, 4, and 10 with two steals in 41 minutes. Well, Justin Holiday had 25 minutes for three points. He's not a 12-team league guy. Davion Mitchell scored 13 points in 21 minutes. He's not a 12-team league guy. Jeremy Lamb went from 29 minutes to 19 minutes and had five points. And Dante DiVincenzo hit four threes for 14 points in 22 minutes. But those four names are just going to eat each other's value. And it's going to make none of them 12-team league players in my mind. They're all like 14 to 16 or 18 team league guys. Damo Jones had the backup role with Rashawn Holmes out again. Three blocks and six points in 17 minutes for him as he looks to be like a deeper league serviceable player for the short term. As I said, Harkless and Metu out of the rotation. For the Thunder, it was Shea Goodis Alexander and really nothing else. Shea had 37, 7 and 10 with three steals, shot 75%. A brilliant game. Unfortunately, just 71 from the line, but good nonetheless. Well, Pokyshevsky racked him up. With Aaron Wiggins injured, and I think he's going to miss some time. I don't mind adding Pokyshevsky. Nine and eight, five assists, two steals, two blocks. We saw when Wiggins was out, he played some good minutes before. Roby, eight and four, two steals and a block. Not a bad streamer, probably more 14, but there is some 12 value there. Or Trey Mann, who I said was shooting out of his mind and had been poor at that all season. He went back to being poor. 11 points, four assists. Still, you can hold him. But those two, three games that he had were outliers. And he's probably not going to be a consistent 12-team league guy rest of the way. Vic Krejci had some minutes, so deeper leagues. You might want to add him. 10 and 5 in 29 minutes. And Olivier Saar had 12 points in 26 minutes. Just some names to be aware of that exist in the NBA for those of you in 20-team leagues or 30-team leagues. Baisley didn't do much. He had two blocks, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, he's not a 12-team league player. He's rostered in a ton of them. I don't think he should be. Um, let's go on to the next game which is, what is it? It is the San Antonio Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies. Really good win for the Grizzlies, 118-105. DeJounte Murray was ejected at the end. He ended with 21, uh, eight assists, three steals. So good overall. And Pirtle continued his strong form, 16-10 with four assists and two steals. He's been really, really good of late. Solid game from McDermott. When you get five assists out of Dougie McDirt, you're pretty happy. It's just never going to happen again. Well, Devin Vassell, only 10 points, but four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. He remains a 12-teamer. And Calden Johnson, who'd been shooting really well, was quite poor in that regard here. 10 points on 27%. But in anti-Calden Johnson style, he had two steals and a block, which you don't really expect. Lonnie Walker's racking up numbers. 22 points for Lonnie in 25 minutes. Now, I do not believe that he's anything more than a points streamer. But he is scoring and getting good minutes at the moment. I don't buy it as a 12-team league ad, but this was solid. And then there's not much going on on the bench here. Like Trey Jones put up big numbers last game, but yeah, 14 minutes with everyone back. That's just sort of what you expect. But the Grizzlies, Ja Morant was unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. 52 points, 34 minutes. No steals, no blocks is annoying. The bad free throws are annoying. 73 from the field is amazing. And yeah, the four threes are really good. It's not the best fantasy line, but it's still pretty bloody good when you score 52. 
Steve Adams, four points. That's rough, but 14 boards, five assists, two steals, three blocks. He's been really, really good. The free throws are a disaster, but everything else is strong. While Kyle Anderson got 24 minutes, he's sort of pushing back into the rotation. Don't add him, but he's pushing back. Melton played 24, had 15 and six, a steal and a block. Look, he is a 12-team league player at the moment. Only a back-end guy, but he is at the moment. Only got 20 minutes from Jaron Jackson. Um, he had five fouls, that's why. So Kyle Anderson pushed into those minutes. Well, uh, Brandon Clark really struggled in this game. First game back from that eye issue, eight points, four rebounds, 16 minutes. I think I still would hold him, but obviously that's poor. Zaya Williams went scoreless, didn't do much. Tyus Jones had 13 points in 19 minutes. And, oh yeah, Des Bain. Yeah, some struggles coming for Baino here. 27% shooting, eight points. The six assists are nice, but the shooting is in a massive cold streak. Now, he is probably... A little bit of a buy low with outside the top 100 over the last two weeks. Probably is a bit of a buy low, but he was also just a massive sell high before where those numbers were completely unsustainable. So keep an eye on what his value might be if anyone foolishly drops, but I wouldn't panic too much about Desmond Bain's production. So let's go to the last game of the night, the Charlotte Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know why those logos haven't appeared up there. Apologies for that. Anyway, um... The Bucks win it easy. 130-106 is the final score here. Lamelo Ball was pretty good. 24 points in 30 minutes, but overall, again, just a blowout. So minutes get reduced. Ubre, again, I don't know what the hell to do with him. His minutes go all over the place. 17 and 7. That's a pretty strong game. And then he shot 2 of 7 from the line to completely make it look terrible. Montrez Harrell, the minutes continue to be down. He is trending towards a drop. 9 and 4 in 25, while Bridges struggled his way to 14 points in 30 minutes and Plumlee played 17. The Plumlee minute, whatever that is, is all over the shop again. Not a 12 team league guy. PJ Washington's probably the guy that I have there over Plumlee or Harrell. 13 points, three threes for PJ. Rogier had eight assists, and he's really upped his assist game lately. 17 points there. And not much else going on. Cody Martin played 17 minutes, still no Haywood, and still no McDaniels, who I think we're going to be out a little bit longer. For the Bucks. Only 28 minutes for Giannis, 26, 16, and 6 with four blocks. That's amazing. And 14 of 14 from the line. Drew had 21, 6, and 8. Portis had 20 and 10 in 23 minutes. 19 for Middleton. Even Javon Carter had 10 points and played 29 minutes. That's how much of a blowout it was. He played 29. I think we can move on from Grayson Allen, who played only 18 minutes. He had 11 points, but I thought, given the absences, he'd play 30. He's not. See you later. And then you know, we had meshes of Ibaka and Thanasis and Wes and Nora and Bembry getting those bench minutes. Honestly, not a lot to take out of that from the Bucks' point of view, except that Grayson's a drop and don't need to do anything there with Javon Carter. Not a hugely informative last game of the night, I don't think. But let's look at the lines of the night in total. Your monstrous is Giannis. Waiver wire is Brandon Goodwin, who's got stream value. Young Gun is Scotland Barnes and your dud is Brandon Clark. Top 10 players today. Number one is Giannis. Number two is Scotty Barnes. Number three is Shea Gildas-Alexander. Then Morant, Halliburton, Love, Sabonis, Steve Adams, Brandon Goodwin, Drew Holiday. Your top 10 players rostered under 50% of leagues. Brandon Goodwin at number one. Yep, he's worth the stream. Trey Lyles. I don't know. I think he's going to get minutes. Um, I don't mind the ad. I'm not fully into it, but I don't mind it. Chetty Osman, not interested. Malachi Flynn's a flyer if Van Vliet misses time. DiVincenzo, not enough consistency. Anderson, no. Pokyshevsky, maybe. Achua, maybe. They're, they could be 12-teamers. Prince and McDermott, no thank you. And your top 10 players in points leagues. Giannis, Barnes, Gildas Alexander, Morant, Fox, DeJounte Murray, Goodwin, Steve Adams, Bam Adebayo, and Drew Holiday. And that will... 
do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.